0: Welcome to Layout, a weekly podcast about design, technology, and everything else. This week, we have a special guest, Peter Umbly, founder of Sketch. I'm really excited to get into the conversation and ask him a lot of questions that are on our mind with regard to Sketch and the future of design tools. So, stay tuned. Or, it's not really stay tuned, it's start listening. Keep going. I don't know. You're there. Don't <laughs> just, hit oh, stop. Yeah. You just need to make it through the, the little audio bit. And then and we're good.
1: The, yeah. How do you call it? The, the jingle. The intro? The jingle. The theme
0: song. Yeah. Theme song. There we go.
1: And it's still going. The theme song is still going.
0: Because
1: <laughs> I'm not going to cut this up.
0: Uh, you know, I often hear uh, <laughs> feedback from people that the theme song is a little long. But I think people can make it through. Hey,
1: we haven't had a, an intro in like two months, <laughs>
0: I feel like. That makes sense because I haven't heard about it in two months.
1: We do have a guest today. That's that's something new. Not, you know, every once in a while, every other full moon. We do have a guest, and this week we have Peter Omvli. I feel like I said it better the last time when I asked you. The pronunciation.
2: That was good. Uh, hello, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. But, no, the pronunciation is good. Especially the last name is not immediately obvious, but no, it's good.
1: Yeah, I, I have to admit, because now I, I live in the Netherlands, and because you are Dutch, I feel like an extra real <laughs> responsibility to like getting the pronunciation <laughs> right. Like, <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I know it's fine even to even to even to uh, Dutch people I have to often spell the last name. So it's 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 not one of the most straightforward names out there so
1: uh it's fine. That makes me feel better. Thank you. So for people listening and they don't know who Pierre is um do you want to like give a quick introduction?
2: Yeah, sure. Uh, so, uh, yeah, my, n- my name is Peter. I'm uh, one of the co-founders of Sketch. Uh, we started this in 2011. I'm the original developer. Uh, I started it with Emmanuel, who was the uh, uh, other half and mostly responsible for the design part. And we've been at it ever since. Nice. Wow.
1: It's been, it's been a while. It, wow. It's still, Sketch still feels new to me. <laughs> like, yeah, this new app.
2: <laughs> right, yeah, I know that's a long time ago. It's, uh, yeah, it's, some of the code even dates back from 2007 or through 2008, I think.
0: Oh, wow. wow. Yeah, I was going to say, like, jump right into my, my first question. I'm kind of curious if you can take us all the way back. Like, what is the story of how Sketch came about?
2: Yeah, no, sure. Um, so, uh, Sketch, the, so that first version of f- those first lines of code they come from uh, time before there was Sketch. I had a simple drawing app before uh, there was Sketch, which didn't do particularly well. It wasn't a big success, but it got me in touch with uh, some designers out there. And of the the few apps that I worked on in the in the years around that, I always uh, I always needed designers to help me out. Like I, I think I have a pretty well developed sense of I say uh, of uh, UX product how something should work but I can't draw icons I can't um, yeah I, 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 I can't provide that that uh, lick of paint that you really, really need to finish things off properly so I've worked with a number of designers over the years and uh, the common thread was basically that they were all using Photoshop and they didn't like it uh, they are always complaining that something better should be out there and so one of those designers, uh, Emmanuel, was finally the one where we, 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 we sat together and said like, hey, um, I already have this very simple drawing app, can we take that as a starting point for something that you can use to replace Photoshop for you? Mm. And if we can do that for you, then hopefully there are a few others out there as well. So that's yeah, we started that in 2011. Late, late 2011 we set ourselves the deadline for wwdc of 2012 which is always in june we expected the deadline to be somewhere in, in april so that gave us approximately six seven months
0: that's an incredibly short amount of time to build yeah. <laughs> an app like this right yes <laughs> that's <laughs> yes, pretty yes. crazy
2: it was really short it was even it was even shorter than we expected because um I think we expected Apple to announce uh, WWDC like two months before, and then have the the deadline for the App Store submissions um, right. be like a month, before WW before WWDC or something like that. Yeah? But in fact, when Apple when Apple made the unexpected announcement, they said, "And if you want to qualify for the Apple Designer, Watch, your app needs to be uh, live in store." by next week or something like that no. so we had a weekend to sort of wrap up uh, we didn't have a website yet <laughs> so we built one over the weekend it was not not the best website it, and so it was all a bit rushed and we would have liked an extra so or so to polish things up but Apple is unpredictable so
1: nice apple does sometimes feel like a bully that we all love you know
0: (laughs) it's a problematic relationship let's face it yeah
2: (laughs) yeah yeah no we we thought that if we had any chance at at winning a design award we should try for it it was a bit it was yeah as i said it was a bit short but we made it and we were very happy to win so it, it was worth the effort
0: so you won on that year. Yes, yeah. Wow, that's pretty amazing.
1: And it was just the two of you at the time still. Yes,
2: yeah, I know, indeed, indeed. It's a couple of months, I think, after that, we realized that uh, this app was doing, be- doing better than the, the few apps I had before that. And so you first start, start looking for someone to help you with uh, answering emails. <laughs> uh, if, if I ever wanted to write another line of code, I really needed someone to help with that so of course we try to do it together but there's so much work to do so that was the first thing we tried to outsource and then you get those requests and for example pdf importing is like that big one of those big features that you know you can never really do while you're also doing all these other things so that was a sort of the first feature when we started looking at hiring another developer to to help us with these big features that we just couldn't do with the two of us. Um, we probably waited a little bit longer than that with that than we should have. Um, but yeah, once you have taken that first step of hiring the first sort of two people and uh, then it's easier to to make the next jump and then started looking for other people right so i think after a year the company slowly started growing
0: how was the collaboration between people kind of at that early stage
2: when we started working on this i had been living in uh uh, london for a while emmanuel was and is still living in portugal Uh, so we started a completely distributed way of working together and that always stuck there was uh, two years in or something, there was a point where I thought, hey, should we sort of acknowledge that this is a, a serious thing and should we therefore move to one central location and open like a small office or something like that? Like, can you really scale a company in a purely distributed way? Right. But yeah, by that time, we were already working with so many people that I knew that whichever location we pick, like say, hey, hey, you all now have to move to Amsterdam or London. or mm-hmm. they, they just wouldn't. So it, it wasn't practical anymore, and just yeah, you also just start to realize that this distributed model can work. Uh, why why not? Like it's the idea of an office is nice, but does it really help you all that much in the day to day work? Yeah, so in, in the end, we we sort of uh, embraced this accident of history.
1: <laughs> and you were pretty much ahead of the curve because like today, remote companies or remote based companies are. You know, a, like a thing people talk about, and mm-hmm. it still feels like new or a new way of working. And have Basecamp, you know, writing all these books, and this is a new thing. And you see, you know, Jack Dorsey is like hates San Francisco and to so move out of San Francisco, and it's like <laughs> it's a thing. Right, but right. Sketch was like way ahead of everyone, you know, way back in in 2011. It seems like from the early days has and, and it's still the case right? Yeah, you still yeah. are fully distributed.
2: We, we are we are fully distributed now with over ninety people, and we don't wow. have any office space.
1: Wow, you know when it's uh, still a small company, I can see it uh, working. Like I, I can, uh, Netlify is partially or most of it is also remote, so I can I can relate to that. But then when it's a ninety plus, you know, t- team. Um, what are some of the advantages of working this way and some of the you know, challenges?
2: I, th- I think one of the big advantages of working this way is that you're not restricted to a certain geographic location when it comes to hiring people. Like we don't have to search for people in Amsterdam or have to convince them to move to Amsterdam, for example. Uh, you can just hire the greatest talent wherever they happen to be. Uh, I think that is the biggest ad- advantage. Uh, other than that, I started working on in, in the apps and started, and then started working on sketch, basically straight out of university. So, so I've never had an office job
1: yeah.
2: uh, where I worked with other people in the same room. So it's hard for me to compare on what we might be missing out of or what we might be, yeah.
1: Honestly, Peter, that might have been like the secret sauce because you know you didn't had old habits that you had to shake off, or you never had that other thing to compare it to. So like, if it works, it works. Why should I even? You know.
2: yeah no it's true it's true and uh, indeed and before so before Sketch I worked with uh, another designer a French designer on an app called Fontcase in which we wrote uh, and designed together without ever meeting uh, and that worked well so uh, when I approached Emmanuel with this idea uh, it was just like I, I already knew that this could could work we had both done a sort of remote things and so yeah why not and in fact we only met for the first time in person at least a couple of months after Sketch was uh, released (laughs) so we never actually met up for the first time to decide like hey are we going to do this or during the development during
0: launch no that's funny because that's also what happened uh, with Rafa and I for this podcast <laughs> where we <Okay. laughs> had been doing a podcast for what like almost over a year before we yeah. actually met and, in person and every time we tell the story people are like what this is crazy and yes, indeed, I don't know indeed. I don't know about you yeah. Rafa but to me it always feels like you know it's not that different you know we're I speak no. to you every single week you're like one of my closest friends we can't happen to like go have a drink every day but like I still think you can build those kinds of relationships online Mm -hmm. through a lot of like video calls and like Twitter well yes but Emmanuel and I were really only communicating
2: uh, over text oh really I don't think we ever did a voice call or a a video call we really saw and heard he he saw this voice for the first time like months (laughs) after Sketch was out so this is our version is even more extreme than, than uh-huh. what, what you're doing.
0: <laughs> Did you get the awkward, like, you're going to a coffee shop and, like, trying to figure out who the other person is, and you both not know what each other looks like?
2: <laughs> I think we exchanged photos and sort of made sure that we could recognize each other
0: at uh, Wear station, a blue but... hat. <laughs> yeah. it's so Something like that, yeah. Uh, nice. Nice. That's, that's awesome. Um, all right. So, we've talked a little bit about sort of early days of sketch. Like, you were brought in we're like hey you know brought in the um emmanuel like trying to figure out okay it seems like there's an opportunity here to take on sketch let's like get heads down work on this thing try to ship before wwdc and then fast forward like i don't even know how much time but like it seems like looking at, at at this from like today's perspective it almost seems like nobody's talking about photoshop anymore like in the product design industry it seems like sketch has totally eclipsed sort of that old way of working that you wanted to, to replace. Like, how, when did you know that like, Sketch was going to be it? Like that Sketch was working and you were actually being able to uh, replace that massive like, mammoth of a, of a company that was Adobe?
2: So f- pretty soon after Sketch launched, it was clear, uh, at least to me, that this was, not, uh, this was not like any of the apps I had done before this. Um, like you always have that big launch spike when Mm. you launch your first version and then is and then every day sales sort of half and you think at what point will they stop But it stabilized at a higher point Mm. than any of my previous apps had done and then it started to slowly climb and i think there were a number of points uh over the years where you realize that. Yeah, that, that you have a great op- op- opportunity. And I think around 2014 was probably uh, the moment where we, we realized for ourselves, like, okay, wow, this is really, uh, I really have no idea where this will go. But there were like those moments along the way where, yeah, where Faith throws a nice uh, thing in your lab. Like, for example, so in 2012, when we shortly, uh, after, after we launched, Apple introduced the Retina and MacBooks. Shortly after that, uh, Adobe announced that Fireworks would not be updated. Right. To support Retina Max. And so then that's when we had our big campaign, like, uh, it's like well, are you, are you still using Fireworks? Uh, we're here. We have most of the features that you're looking for. Because at that moment, Adobe was trying to make the pitch like, hey, uh, 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 Fireworks is no longer getting updated, but we have uh, Photoshop and it has many similar features. And many of the fireworks users didn't buy that pitch, and so we tried to get in there and, and and sort of take those users, and that that worked that worked reasonably well. And there were a few of those points along the uh, the way where we were really uh, uh, fortunate. But yeah, I think around 2014 we realized
1: that it was bigger, mm-hmm. right? Than we thought. I remember when like exported 1x or 2x uh, that was like the thing that's how you convince people yeah use sketch because you can export a 2x with just one click on
2: it yeah yeah that was uh, nice yeah
0: <laughs>
1: it's, it's something that people seem to like not realize because when sketch came up you know entered the game it was not that sketch was a better app than photoshop was the Sketch was way better at you know UI design than Photoshop. We, and Photoshop wasn't even built for that in the first place, right? No, So, indeed. like, in the... You know, still today, if you compare Sketch to Photoshop in just, like, everything that it can do, you know, it's not... It's a very different... Very different applications. Indeed. So, very like, different. Sketch, effectively what it did was created this market. Like, no, you can have apps that are targeted and, and built for this type of professional. This yeah. type, which was also growing in popularity in numbers even like sketch you know defeated photoshop it's just no it just proved that you can have a better tool for 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 your job um yeah so effectively you created this whole market this whole uh you know Mm.
2: yeah no no, indeed as you say photoshop was never never meant for ui work and it was it was very Mm. obvious back then that. Yeah, that designers were just forced to use the uh, uh, wrong tool and they had to choose between either Photoshop or Illustrator and both of them were not right. And of course, the third option was fireworks, but yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, indeed, I think we proved that, that there was a market for a dead dedicated tool like this. Uh, yeah. And I think since then, uh, Adobe has come around to that as well with XD and the yeah. like, but... I mean, indeed. Uh, Photoshop is a great app for editing photos, but not for making UIs.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. In, it's in the name.
2: You know. <laughs> yeah, no, indeed, indeed. And so yeah, you mentioned the two X uh, export. I think we introduced we introduced that. Right, not, uh, we introduced that probably in version three of Sketch.
1: Uh, actually, I think it was two.
2: We might have had a way, but I think we revised our exporting. Uh, oh, maybe dodgy. Um, quite, quite, quite a bit around version three.
1: I remember three was like the, the symbols that was. Yeah, like yeah, right?
2: indeed. Right. Three came out two years after version two, and we had symbols, and we really re, re, revamped or or improved the way you could export at multiple resolutions. And I remember, so many many years ago, there was this uh, this little app from a company called MacRabbit, which I don't think exists anymore. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. It started as Slicey. And that was renamed yes. as Layer Cake, I think.
0: Yes, I was using that back in the yeah, day. Yeah,
2: right. And so you had to write a 1x <laughs> and 2x uh, behind your layer names, and it would export multiple resolutions for you. Yeah. And, oh. later, and then, uh, then Adobe made that a native feature in Photoshop. And that always felt wrong to us. It's like the o- only reason that Slicey sort of hacked the layer names to. To encode that meaning of multiple resolutions was because they had no other way into the f- uh, Photoshop UI, and when Photoshop added it in this exactly the same way, we said, "No, we have to do something better." So how can how can we make a, a better uh, visual way of exporting assets as multiple resolutions and multiple sizes? And that was what came out in version three, uh, which we were really proud of back then.
0: Yeah, no, it's awesome. And I feel like it's the sort of ease of use and lightness of Sketch that made it such a useful tool. Like, like even for me to this day, like... I use sketch to yeah to design stuff, but I also use sketch to think about problems, like think about things like I will just open up a document and like move stuff around and like mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. It, it's like my sort of default it's i mean it's also in the name it's like my sketchbook really like is this kind of visual way of like thinking through problems that I think yeah, is just yeah, yeah. really special
2: yeah I, I think we use we use that we use those early versions of Keynote as our inspiration, sort of on how right. the tool should work and be, be and behave and always when you had questions okay okay yeah, how could we best solve this or that UI problem you always went to look at keynote oh yeah that's how you
1: do it interesting
2: yeah. there, there was a, that has a, a, that has always been a great inspiration and we've always tried to make it easy to use um, like i like for example, I sort of knew how you were supposed to do these designs in Photoshop, but to me it always felt like way too cumbersome. And it was very clear to both of us from day one: like this is not, this is not how we are going to do it. We should definitely find a better way. And in the early days, we we did a lot of user uh, user testing with with even just non-de designers, just to. Hmm. Way to make it really, uh, really approachable and really easy to use.
0: And I think I feel like that's something that Sketch nailed really well. Because to me, design tools are actually really difficult to switch from one to the other. Because for me, at least, like when I'm doing design, there's always this sort of element of creativity. And and to me, there's no creativity on this. I'm in this state of flow with my tool. And so, if you're trying on a new tool for the very first time, like If it's not super intuitive, if it's not, like, extremely clear what things should happen, and you mentioned the familiarity with Keynote, which, like, even though it's not literally the same, there's this sort of familiarity that it feels like you already know how to use it, and to me, was what allowed me to kind of move over to Sketch in a way that didn't, you know, didn't destroy my design process, didn't make me feel like, ah, I'm, like, having to figure out this tool, um... And immediately it felt like, no, I can like, basically translate stuff direct from my brain onto the screen. Um, and I think that's also probably been like a, a big key to Sketch's success.
2: Yeah, and that is, that is very much what we were uh, aiming for in those first, first versions, uh, knowing that designers would go through some trouble to learn a new tool, but they shouldn't have to but then they want to exchange their designs with developers and if you hand had uh, developers never really used f- uh, Photoshop uh, Photoshop file they just don't know even know where to where to start and we wanted to do much uh, better than that with, with Sketch so,
1: yeah. would you call it Sketch if you release it today <laughs> <laughs>
0: no we
2: try to come up with a new name for it during development oh interesting uh, so version one of Sketch already uh, uh, existed it was very much uh, a pure vector drawing tool where the name did fit, like it was really just meant to sketch with, uh, with a pencil. And that's what we used as the basis to, 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 uh, for that new tool that we were working on. So the working name was, well, sketch two but we wanted a, a better name and we didn't, couldn't really think of, of one. Uh, until we ran unexpectedly out of time because Apple announced uh, the, the <laughs> deadline sooner right. and so we had a few alternatives floating around that we were not really happy with and so it was like well I, I guess it's sketch so <laughs> there was another thing that we were we were selling so version one was already being sold on the Mac App Store and at that point you couldn't give an app uh, not a name oh. so if we wanted to give a free update to people who bought the first version, we would have to call it Sketch. Wow. And so we, we wanted to do that uh, unless we came up with another really, really great name. But we didn't. And <laughs> it says, well, we don't have a really... We, well, we don't have a name that is really better plus this way we can keep... We can give users a free update. So I guess it's Sketch.
1: That's a funny sound. Nice. Interesting. <laughs> Touching on something that is pretty... Um, like near and dear to both me and Kevin, um, like caring about being a good citizen in the macOS OS, OS. <laughs> macOS OS, yes. Um, like caring about uh, the native experience in in the platform. Um, it was always something that it always felt like important for developers, for Mac developers, and especially like Apple fans or just more enthusiastic users, I guess, of the platform. And it worked extremely well for for Apple and for. The Mac uh, in the early days, like good third-party apps were always a, a good competitive advantage over Windows. Um, and so now as Macs kind of became the, the standard default, right? Um, probably not in overall market share, but in, in our design space and tech space, it feels like Macs are now uh, more popular than ever. I, I wonder if if this care and attention for building good native experiences is it still like uh, an advantage or can it be a weakness when you compare it to, you know, like web technologies, like other apps or like the the rise of electron apps and stuff? Um, Because it does allow for, you know, other features, uh, like cross-platform is one, you know, and it's probably easier to, develop, like, faster development times, you know.
2: Uh, yeah, there, there, are, there are definitely more JavaScript developers out there than <laughs> yeah. uh, Mac developers, but I think we've always had a very high standard for the apps that we use, yeah. and I'd like to think that more designers are like that. And so I think... Um, um, I think it's uh, it's still an advantage to have like a really well polished app that fits in really well with the rest of the operating system. Um, I think Apple's frameworks, uh, even though AppKit is getting a bit long in the tooth, I mean it's still it's still a great a great set of frameworks to develop apps for. Uh, I don't feel like we're being disadvantaged there. Yeah, we don't consume as much. Sh- sh- as uh, much, much uh, memory as your average electron app, and I think our level <laughs> of 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 uh, polish and just native look and feel, yeah, I I, I right. think it's still important, and I think designers still uh, appreciate that.
0: Yeah, and it's funny you had the the sort of comparison early on with Keynote where like i often find myself making the comparison with with sketch and maybe some other tools like uh that it's sort of the difference between using keynote and using google slides or it's like yeah like you can get some kind of slideshow in google slides no, but indeed, it's going it to be but... so much nicer in keynote like it takes full advantage of the system i don't have my screensaver randomly turned on at random times like the animations are fluid like everything just like feels right yeah yeah yeah,
2: yeah. no yeah, no true true i completely uh, 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 agree uh, i think native apps still have a big advantage i i think apple should continue to invest in them
1: um and i guess they are like the the whole catalyst thing and then SwiftUI and all that I think it's more kind of an answer to that I think um, who knows it felt like
2: yeah um, Catalyst is, a, is, a, is an interesting uh, case I have I don't think I've ever really opened the stocks app on the <laughs> Mac <but> <laughs> 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 you're going to be disappointed uh, <laughs> yeah
1: it's, <laughs> it's not Keynote
0: <laughs> no it's not
2: Keynote no and I think uh, I understand I understand where Apple is coming from but I think all these cross cross platform apps haven't really helped the iPad. And I don't think it I don't think it'll help the Mac in that way either. Hmm. Um the apps that do that are that are that we have now in this form they're just not very very good and I think that, that that's a shame. I hope Apple will improve or maybe I suspect that uh catalyst apps are just a uh, temporary band-aid until until uh, swift ui has matured enough uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: to to be used in a more cross-platform manner but we'll see we'll see it's an interesting time
0: yeah i have to say after after using like the home app and the the stocks app and stuff like that i was not <laughs> a big fan of Catalyst apps, um, but I'm actually working on like a little side project of mine that's uh, primarily an iOS based app, but that has like a really good reason why it'd be nice to have it on the Mac, um, and like so I was like, oh let me let me play with Catalyst, and it's actually like I've been able to make a Mac app in a way that I I don't think I would have been able to otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. it, is it the most performing best app in the world no <laughs> like but i still feel like uh, for me it, it ends up in a place where it's like it's it kind of feels better than having to build an entirely separate like web service web kind of component yeah just to yeah. have that kind of functionality for my app and and i think what we have now is very primitive <laughs> Um, you can do a lot. Like you can do a lot of manual work to make the app work way better than like even like Twitter is, is kind of bad <laughs> like on the Mac. Um, but uh, if you have a reasonably like small kind of <laughs> small ambitions, basically like you don't, you're not trying <laughs> to make you know tr- not trying to make Sketch like just trying to make this small little utility. Um, then you can actually use it and it does provide value. And uh, to me, the fact that, like, uh, that Catalyst sucks right now is kind of, like, uh, in a weird way, not that it's a positive sign, but that I'm hopeful for what they can do in the future. Like, I keep looking at this and I'm like, surely they can make this better. Like, I can see how, okay, this control should, like, translate in that way on the Mac. Like, it seems obvious how it needs to get better, and it seems crazy that nobody at Apple would be like would would think the same way, right? And so I no, think indeed, it can only get indeed. better. And I feel like with the rise of Swift UI if it can stop being a super buggy pile of <laughs> of, of code, like uh, I think that can can turn into really interesting stuff in the future.
2: No, indeed, indeed, I I hope they will continue to improve it. Although I think when the first versions of the first version of Catalyst came out. Craig Federighi promised uh, that it would get better before it launched, and I think it didn't much. No. (laughs) So I'm not sure what that means for the long term. Uh, But I do think, yeah, uh, Catalyst is probably mainly competing with Electron apps rather than native Mac apps. Uh, Mm -hmm. If you were going to make a native Mac app, then you should probably still continue doing that. But if I have a choice between uh, in Electron version... Of an app or ported to iOS uh, version, then it should pr- I would pr- probably go for the latter, and I hope Apple makes that option more compelling, so that of more apps will do that. I think that's the strategy.
0: Yeah. So we've talked. We've touched a little bit on this, like idea of uh, it was kind of Rafa talked about it in, in the in the lens of like web versus native, uh, but you know. I, I don't know. We keep cu- coming back to this this example or an analogy with with keynote, but I think keynote showed that hey, it's possible to have those same great sharing capabilities in a fully native app. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's it's also possible with with Sketch as well. And it, it seems like the the next revolution in sort of like design tooling is all about that sort of real time collaboration. Is that something that like you're personally excited about? Like, is that something you you saw coming that you're you're really invested in
2: uh yeah so let me expand a bit on that um there's a lot to unpack here i think so sketch started as was basically just a mac app and that's what it was for many years uh but from the start and i mean very early on we recognized with uh, that release with symbols and then later libraries like like the, the obvious sort of realization that design doesn't happen in isolation it's like you need developers the, sorry you need the designers to work to work better to work, to work together to be able to share a common set of components like a proper design system and all those things uh, so co- collaboration among designers has been on the forefront of our mind for a long time uh, but if you want to like if you want to do sort of through real-time collaboration then you need you really need to be in control of the back end behind it mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of interesting things that we want to do with, with sketch like so I mean our mission is sort of to help people design better products and you don't do that by just focusing on the designer uh, alone it's like right. we from the first days of sketch we've always We've always had design and development work very close together, and every time that you have a designer just throw something over the wall to a developer and say, "Go build that thing." that never works out uh, at least not as well as the old alternative and so we don't we, we never wanted to we never wanted to have have sketch as the the tool also sort of promote that kind of uh, that kind of of mode. I think it's really important for developers to have easy access to design work that may not yet be uh, finished but that is still being worked on so that they can participate in discussions around it, leave, leave, uh, leave uh, comments and and it's not even not, not even just for the developers. I think the, I mean everybody in the company should have easy access uh, to the designs that are being worked on, just to call, rate exchange feedback, and the like. And so, when last when last year we launched uh, when we launched Sketch for Teams in beta it was it was a way to to give uh, a team of designers or a team inside a company. Uh, space to put all their files right. uh, in one centralized place, so that you always have that you always know where to, where to look for the, the design files. Um, always have the most up-to-date version. Uh, you always know where to go to playback uh, prototype That you don't have multiple versions uh, hanging off somewhere. Maybe developer handoff lives. Somewhere on on Zeppelin, while you send a prototype of it to someone else through in uh, in Vision, uh, that lack of sort of a centralized space, we think was really hurting uh, teams from better collaborating together. Uh, mm-hmm. So we launched that uh, last month. We launched Developer Handoff, um, which means. Basically, you can invite developers into your team for free. They can, they can in, in, inspect all the, the designs that have been posted there, extract assets. Um, and we can offer all, all of those things because with Sketch for Teams, we are now in charge of the uh, uh, backend. Mm. I will, you no longer need to store your files on on Dropbox, right? And then we, as the Mac app, are, are very beholden to whatever Dropbox lets us do, which isn't much. Mm. I mean, it's basically just a way to to sync big binary blobs of data. And if you want to offer like full collaboration, you need more than that.
0: Okay, right, right. So if I understand this correctly, it's like a lot of people used to be you know, on, on Dropbox before moving to sketch for teams. And, and that basically just allows to send an entire file over at a time, which basically like, that's not what you need. If you want collaboration, you want to be able to just change sort of, I don't know. I am not much of a developer, but like send just a Delta basically of like, here's what's changed, which is a much smaller kind of download, which allows that sort of like real time. I can see what you're moving on the screen. Uh, which indeed. requires indeed. that sort of like different kind of architecture?
2: Yeah, indeed, you, you need to be in control of the uh, the back end so that you can constantly send out the small the changes that have been being made and receive back the changes from someone else. So mm. we are, as we announced in the blog blog post, I think at the, at the end of the year, like yes, we are we are definitely working on real-time collaboration. And sketch four teams is just like one one part in in the the, the bigger plan there.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's I've seen you kind of like pre announce a lot of features related to to collaborations and when i first saw this i was like oh wow a bold move you know to pre-announce all these things like we'll we'll see how (laughs) things go but it's actually been really fun to see the kind of momentum that you've been delivering on all these things and like it feels like every couple of weeks like you know there's a new release that's like oh yep like you remember that thing yeah we did it yeah, yeah, that thing, that <laughs> yeah. thing, that thing, that thing, and it's kind of like chipping away at, at the problem at a at a really fast pace. Yeah,
2: no, in for, for a very, for a very long time in the early years, we were only basically following Apple's playbook, like only only announce something <laughs> when it's basically ready to go, but. And you may have so many people asking you. Like, okay, are you going to do this? Are you going to do that? And if you just reply to all of them, like we have no <laughs> comment, that, that m- maybe that works for for Apple, but it's not necessarily the best. Right. Uh, the, not necessarily the best PR strategy mm. out there.
1: It is. It is a risk, though, right? Because now you said. No. yeah no we have <laughs> expectations of course of course
2: expectations are there now and yeah. we have to de, de deliver on them so we're not going to make any wild promises that we that right. we're not sure we can keep but uh, right. we, are, we feel pretty <laughs> confident about the ones that we have made and yeah. so six months ago we uh, we said a handoff was coming i think and here it is
1: yeah nice. and i i think you nailed the, the, the execution of that it's just uh it's something that we've seen uh, other companies, other teams uh, try to solve the same problem in a different way. But you can see what you can do when you kind of control the whole, you know, uh, every piece of, yeah. the, of the puzzle. Um, just even the chipping away, uh, abstracting a lot of the layers and, and groups that you use in the actual design tool, in Sketch, but then in uh, Sketch um, handoff. What do you? Call yeah, it? The, the, the developer handoff, yeah. Developer handoff, like you abstract a lot of that and just give the actual layers, and I think that was very interesting. Indeed,
2: indeed. Yeah, I mean, this is this. These are the things that you can do when you're sort of in control of uh, the backend or the file storage. Mm -hmm. Uh, We can. We. I mean, it's very impressive to see how sort of other companies have sort of reverse engineered how, how our file format works and what it actually means like symbols and nested symbols and overrides and then smart layout on top of that Uh, but we know we have all that uh, uh, that uh, knowledge and that logic and we can apply that uh, server side and we can extract all the assets and we can uh, we can we can take the symbols away from you if you don't want them Uh, like you might have you might have Use uh, symbols everywhere, but then if your developer just wants to know, okay, but what is the color of like that thing there? Uh, opening the sketch file and digging your way through symbols and nested it overrides is not necessarily the e- easiest way. So, I think right. it's really nice that we can offer a tailor made experience for the developers uh, in one place and still allow designers the full power of sort of the Mac app in, in another.
1: And that is still unique even when you compare it to the competition. Uh, it's, it's been, you, you touched a little bit on this earlier. Uh, it's fascinating to see um, like what was the design tool space before it was the actual tool that designers used and that was it, you know, and that's where you compare it. Um, and that's what designers Picked, they picked the, the tool that they prefer and now the design tool space is just so much more other than the actual designer working on mockups, yeah. mm-hmm. and we see that you know with um, what envision in, in well I guess envision as a prototype thing earlier before studio uh, that was it was trying to fit you know fill in the, those blanks and you mentioned Zeppelin mm-hmm. uh, and you also mentioned Dropbox for file syncing and you have companies like abstract even yeah. figma I think figma honestly the the big selling point was everything else but the actual tool, it was the the collaboration. I think that's the the areas that they decided to focus on. Indeed. And so today, what Sketch is is so much more. And we see this with with uh, with the roadmap that you you hinted at for for 2020 and with Ske- uh, Sketch for Teams and uh, the developer handoff and all that. So it's 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 fascinating because now uh, me as a user, I don't know where like. What's the edge of of this of this of this space? Uh, like, <laughs> how far <laughs> will we go? You know, like before it was you had either the design tool or a prototyping tool, and now even those are kind of like mixed. It's always the, all, all the same, kinda in collaboration. And yeah, yeah, it's it's fascinating to see where to push. Where, you know, how do you decide what is something that sketch the company and the product should focus on and try to solve the problem, or what is something that you you decide to um, leave for other people to to try to solve, and I think Sketch was always very focused, right? Uh, I mentioned prototyping. Sketch was, you know, it, didn't, it yeah. didn't focus on prototyping for a long time. When even at the time, uh, it was kind of proven that it was a thing people were interested in, right? And you had a lot of other uh, tools focus on that. I guess how do you juggle that? How do you know, you know, what is something that you should focus on and and be part of?
2: Yeah, that that's a really that, easy question. It's an e- easy question <laughs> that does not have an easy answer. Now that that is the that is always the struggle. Uh, with just to go back a little bit on prototyping, um, we've had pr- prototyping tools in Sketch now for a couple of years, and with uh, Sketch for Teams, you can play them back in the uh, uh, anyone who has access to the team can play them back in the browser for free, just like the, the, the developer handoff, but it's true that we've never gone to the full depths of, say, uh, Flinto or Principle or um, like this full fidelity prototyping mm-hmm. is n- not something that we felt should be in Sketch itself. And So when we did our own prototyping, we kept it re- reasonably simple. Uh, we want people to be able to to express uh, an idea and sort of give people a taste of what it would look like but I think I think Envision Studio shows that it's really hard to 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 cram all those controls into one app basically you end up with two apps squeezed into one and that Mm -hmm. it's just you don't get something you don't get something nice out of that I think and so I think you really have to Make a choice. Like, what do you offer, and where do you where do you offer it? I mean, for the, that first, uh, I think one of one of our reasons we succeeded in the early years because this was sketch was such such a so much uh, easier to use than uh, than well we we talked about it than Photoshop. You um, didn't have all the tools that you you uh, didn't need. Sketch it only the the tools that you really needed as a designer so if you got started you didn't need to tell someone okay ignore that and ignore that and ignore ignore that just focus on like these few basic tools and if you then cram a full like high fidelity prototyping suite into into the app then you risk going that route I'm always reminded of I don't know like let's say Microsoft Word version 2000 probably did 99% 99% of what everybody needed uh, and then but every year a new update comes out and crams more <laughs> stuff into it and at a certain another point another toolbar and indeed, indeed <laughs> at, and, at a, <laughs> and at, a, at a certain point it does so much that the basic tools they get buried under the load of all this other fancy stuff so it's always that yeah so you always have to try and juggle those Yeah, those things and there's no easy answers there
0: and I think that's an especially hard challenge at this point like in the design tools industry where there's a new design tool coming out every day (laughs) and I think at a certain point like it kind of almost feels like you know this week everyone's talking about this thing like oh all the apps must have this and then like two weeks later it's like oh no now we've like we're on to the next thing like every app should do this and it seems like there's this like a really like surge of interest but that also means that people aren't really thinking about this in the long term and and like a lot of design tools you see is like wouldn't it be cool if dot 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 and then like when you actually get to use the tool and the product you're kind of like yeah I'm not sure
2: <laughs> yeah and these these all these ideas all these interesting ideas that are out there you can't implement them in two weeks time and ship an update so if you just try to follow what the latest trend is you always just you always be a few steps behind, and so that that's not really a viable strategy. But yeah, I think for Sketch we just we just try to think, okay, what really needs to be in the tool, and of course that changes over the years. Like in the beginning when we just got started, it was really just the drawing tool itself, and what features need to be in there. But then if you really want to, I mean, design. The way design gets done also really changed uh, since 2012. Mm -hmm. It used to be a much more isolated practice than it it is now. So, like the world changes around you much for the better, and Mm -hmm. so your 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 tools have to still make make sense in this new world. I mean, we we helped we we helped uh, along with many of the things that we 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 did in sketches just symbols and libraries, and that means that yeah collaboration is a much important much more important part now, and that realization we had with Sketch for teams like we just need we just need need a way to be in control of um the storage mechanism so we can do so yeah we can do interesting things with uh sketch files on server like. Like prototyping, like assistants, mm-hmm. yeah, and it's all, it's all m- more stuff. Uh, sorry, uh, the developer handoff. It's all more stuff that we, we do where we feel like we can't not do this. All right. yeah. If you want to offer like a full featured product, but yeah, it's a struggle, and there's no easy answers. And I hope we're, I hope we're doing the right yeah. thing. But
1: you mentioned, you know, it's a, it's a different world. It's a new world, and it felt like almost ten years ago when Sketch first came out. It felt like that David versus Goliath thing with Sketch and Adobe or Photoshop. And now again, almost 10 years later, it feels like Sketch is not the new kid on the block. Sketch is the dominant uh, player. Like You created this space. So you also have this sense of responsibility, I guess. But mm-hmm. now you see all the new kids on the block coming up with crazy ideas and like being bold and breaking stuff. <laughs> so I I wonder, um, for you, for the team, for the product, how, how has this shifted? In perspective, you know, change. Like, how do you look at this? Do you, do you are you more careful? Are you more, you know, the, I don't know. If it, if it changed the way you think and build the product, you know?
2: mm, yeah. No, I'm, yeah. Of course, you're more careful now than when you started. If you introduce, if you introduce a bug to one percent of your customers and you do a now versus eight years ago, uh, <laughs> the impact is very different. The safest thing is to do nothing and to just. Uh, to just try to take it really, really safe. I don't think that is the, I don't think that will be right in the long term. But so you tr- you try to 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 you try to uh, to move fast and not necessarily break things. But but yeah, there's this much much larger. Um, this is much larger c- customer base that depends on on you. So you have to be a bit more careful. But we have. S- we had so many ideas when we started eight years ago, nine years ago, and we haven't implemented half of them yet. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, so, we, I mean, we don't, we don't feel like we're, we're like the old established one. Uh, we're, <laughs> we, no, we have so much to, to do still. Um, whatever the rest of the ecosystem thinks or does, we, ha- we have a long list. Of stuff that we are working on, regardless. Yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll keep improving the the app the form uh, around it now.
0: Uh, one of the things that we've touched on a lot in in this episode is this idea of change, and we've talked a lot about like how the products change, how the products evolved. Um, but like you mentioned at the beginning of, of the the episode, is um, Sketch started out as like two or three people and now you say the team's around like 90 people
2: yeah just over 90 indeed yeah uh
0: i feel like your job today must be very different from what it was back then how's that change been for you
2: uh that's been interesting uh so yeah i started basically as a full-time developer working on implementing features in, in sketch uh doing product and development was, was a full-time job and over time yeah uh, that has changed but I've always tried to keep do, 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 do doing that I'm not a not a traditional manager kind of guy um, so I tried I tried just to keep involved with the product as much as I can it definitely means less development, hardly any development these days. But that's, that was to be expected, I think. Uh, <laughs> it brings with it many new and interesting challenges. I mean, at a certain point, like the, the growth from two people to ten people is sort of easy, uh, as it's still small enough for people to talk to each other and everybody knows what everybody's doing. And then, and then at a certain point, you cross, you uh, you uh, cross a certain boundary where you think, where you feel things are no longer working. And then, at, I don't know, 40 people or something, that happens again. And so the company around you has to change and you need to put new structures in place to keep everything, to keep the machine uh, uh, oiled as it is. Uh, but I've always tried to focus as much as I can on product and I, I, I tend to keep doing that.
1: I have one last question how do you make the judgment call uh, you know because you are running the company doing the best product in terms of experience and the, the crafting the best product you can over like chasing market share or like trying to be as big you know get as many users as you can and kind of like chasing the competition and being on top of what everyone else is doing to try to cover all bases like sometimes it feels like it's a it's a it's a it's a tricky balancing act, right? As when you're running your company, you mentioned prototyping before. Like, Sketch could very early on pursue that, but you made the judgment call of, you know what? No, we're going to keep the user experience uh, focused and, and still uh, accessible to everyone. And so you decided not to do that. While one can say that maybe you could have made way more money or would have over- increased the re- profit revenue. Cause, so, who knows? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> yeah who, who knows?
2: I mean, you, can you also, know what I mean,
1: because like, yeah. sometimes I do see the competition, and I wonder: is sketch, uh, you know, is the team trying to just react to the competition, or are they still, you know, laser focused on the experience in the, the actual product?
2: No, I, I don't think we are. I don't think we are just reacting to the competition. We're working on quite a number of ideas internally that the, that nobody in the competition. Uh, has and I'm and I'm very excited about them and I can't talk about them at this this moment, uh, but it's always a mix of uh, responding to what your customers are asking for, plus doing the things that you think are are important and yeah, uh, I mean customers are asking for for developer handoff and they're asking for prototyping and all the things that we're doing. Uh, the fact that co- competition is also doing them, it doesn't mean that one is running after the other, This we're just all pursuing the same goal, but they they picked slightly slightly different priorities uh, than we did, so at a certain point in time one can seem to be running after the other, but I think I don't think that's really the question of the concern, it's just Um, It's just about uh, uh, we have ideas and we're pursuing them, and customers want certain things and we're
0: helping them uh, achieve those. Nice. I'm super excited for the future of Sketch. Thank you. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) <laughs> just talk, just talking to you, like I get the sense that big things are are coming, and I can't Ooh, wait yes. to see how that's that's gonna that's gonna change kind of how I work every day, right? Because it's like I feel like of all the tools that I use, Sketch is one that I'm in like pretty much every day. Um, so it's highly impactful. So can't wait.
1: Yeah. Cool. Cool. Same. I I started. I never touched Photoshop. <laughs> like I started my career as a designer uh, with Sketch. Uh, Emmanuel gave me a promo code a <laughs> long time ago. Thanks. Um, and it's like, Sketch is, like, there are cool ideas, like, oh, real-time collaboration or prototyping or whatever. We're just using the same, uh, same whatever. Like, there are a couple ideas that are interesting, but when I know that Sketch is executing on those, it just makes me more excited. You know, it's like, folding phones, cool. But if Apple is making a folding phone, like, oh, okay. Right, then like, I have another sense DIA. of, you know... <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah no. there's yeah trust and uh, respect uh, uh again real time collaboration is coming um, yeah. and, uh, sc- uh sketch for teams puts us gives us a way to be in, in charge of the the, uh, the storage behind the sketch file which means that we can do these things very exciting so yeah it's it's, it's a really exciting future and i'm uh, i can't, can't can't wait to sh- to ship some of the features
1: yeah. You can you can can come back on the show uh, to uh, to announce uh, those features if I you want. Will, yeah, um, sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh Peter thanks so much. We have one last thing before we go. It's a thing we do uh at every episode. We just finish off with like recommendations. So we just recommend something either a movie or a show or music or an app or whatever, like something that you, you, you found this week or something that you were excited about. Um, and because I didn't give you enough time <laughs> to, yeah, to prepare. Uh, we can, uh, yeah, we I can did start. not
2: prepare for this. Um,
1: yeah, no, <laughs> we can start and you can, yes, and you can go last. <laughs> okay, Kevin, do you have a recommendation yes, today? Yes, so
0: my recommendations is a new show on HBO called McMillions. Uh, I don't know if you guys have heard about this. I, I just kind of like fell onto it randomly last week. I have not heard of it.
1: I've heard of it. I know nothing about it, though.
0: Okay, so, (laughs) nice. Um, So, it's a new show on HBO. Um, The second episode just came out um, last Monday. Um, Basically, (laughs) this is a documentary series that is documenting um, the the scam that occurred about McDonald's Monopoly game. I don't know if you've, like, ever heard of this, but, like... I have the McDonald's like monopoly game like used to be like a huge thing um and you could win i think it was some something like a million dollars or whatever um and they realized that for I'm, I'm looking at this here like for like nearly 10 years all of the winners of the the game were all like connected and the the entire oh, wow. the whole game was rigged Um, and so they're kind of follow the documentary is kind of following the story of trying to figure out like, where's that coming from? Like who's pulling the strings of this? How is it happening? Um, and even like people inside of McDonald's kind of like don't seem don't really know like how can that happen, um, and and the police doesn't know like is it someone inside of a McDonald's doing this is it someone in like the distribution center uh-huh. is this some kind of mastermind that's like buying these kind of like. Uh, well there's sort of these like paper like tokens or like the properties and stuff like they're trying to piece this together and it's it's super entertaining i've only watched the first episode so far but i'm definitely watching the all the other ones as soon as they come out Um, so if you're looking for a good sort of documentary like that's super entertaining that's a good one
2: right do do you know if they did figure out in
0: in the end (laughs) They did, uh, yes, they did, but I'm tr- I'm, trying to stay away from the spoilers.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, but sure, I mean, I just mean, like, is there a resolution at the
0: end, or yeah. will it remain a mystery? I'm told that there is some, okay. some resolution at the end.
1: That's yeah. something I was also like to know, before I dive into, like, a criminal type of podcast or a show.
0: Yeah, like, it's like is it, this yeah, going to
1: yeah. be satisfying <laughs> in the end, or am I just going to be like, damn it?
0: Yeah, it's not a serial kind of thing of, like, <laughs> did they do it, or did they not do it? Um, right. So, yeah.
1: Cool. Okay. Macmillan is in HBO. My recommendation this week is a series of apps. It's Fantastical. They came out with a new update uh, like two weeks ago or something. I've been using Fantastical like since version one and like the last version I think they released it. I was still in Lisbon. It was like 2014 or something. It's been a while. Um, And the especially the iPad app and the iPhone app was like a bit dated by now. Um, And so this update is just, like, a great update. Just modernize the whole thing. Like, it just, you know, it's still the same. There's not, like, crazy new features. It's still the same app, but just now it's, li- like, it's a modern-looking uh, app. And it has uh, some cool new features. Uh, one of them that is really uh, useful for me is they have, like, a baked-in, like, time zone um, utilities. So every meeting you can see, like what time is for different time zones like this meeting is at you know 6 a.m pacific and 3 p.m amsterdam time and all that you can also just have in the actual calendar view you can have the two time zones shown at the same time um, Oh, okay is yeah that's really nice. cool for like scheduling things uh with other people and they also have this uh, their own proprietary thing of like proposing new times or rescheduling meetings it's like a almost like a Calendly thing, so you can schedule a call or schedule a, me- a meeting and you can even propose uh, like alternate times like at this time or at this time, and then uh, if you do that people can like they have their own web interface that uh, people can uh, pick the appropriate time and then that will after submitting that will then send to Google Calendar or whatever like Interesting. invite anyway it is it is a great um set of apps uh, it's also I think now free like to download, but then they have a new subscription model That's what um, I would, yeah. as you do, and I think it's it's like six or seven dollars a month, but honestly, it feels weird to me to pay like monthly for a calendar app I don't know it feels it feels <laughs> weird, so I just bought like an annual thing I think it's like thirty bucks and if you do use it, you do use it so um, I think it was still worth it if you. You know, if you're not satisfied, I guess, with your calendar uh, tool.
0: Yeah, I found right. that that's my yeah. new way of thinking about these things is I always just look at the yearly price and be like, does that price seem like it makes sense for, for one year's worth of use for this tool? And just, just kind of like mentally treat it as a one-time purchase <laughs> that just happens to, yeah. to happen again next year. But yeah, because I always feel like it's like oh, two dollars a month here, three dollars a month there, five dollars a mm-hmm. month. Like, but sometimes when you look at it in total for a year, you're kind of like, oh yeah, it's just it's just thirty bucks. Like, you know, it's not that bad.
1: I guess I bet Peter has thoughts on annual uh, subscriptions. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, well, for for the moment in Sketch, we offer both, uh, so you can still get a yeah. one time license. Uh, the Teams product is uh, the new Sketch for Teams is a subscription product, though. Um, mm-hmm. But I think I think this is, this will be really helpful, I, in fact, for c- customers. I mean, it's it's so. F- uh, f- uh, first off, it's not a disguised uh, price hike. It's basically the same price uh, as it was, right. but it's on a monthly mm-hmm. basis. So if you have mm-hmm. a, a company with a, with a couple designers and your needs uh, change sort of throughout the year you can uh you can yeah you can you can uh, dynamically scale up and down as as your needs change. Uh anyway, um uh, recommendations oh my god. R- recommend sketch but that's a bit, a bit lame. <laughs> um, uh,
0: anything you've read recently
2: or a podcast? Yeah, oh, no, I, like? I was it's, so there's this uh I had it I haven't had much chance actually play with it but uh it's this game I used to play many years ago Warcraft 3. And Blizzard just released uh, Warcraft Remastered. We re- remade, Whoa. and they say they improved the graphics. I maybe I forgot how <laughs> bad they used to look. <laughs> <laughs> it still looks a bit b- b- darky, but I've had some fun, sort of, uh, sort of a fun nostalgia trip going back to yeah. I don't know, two thousand two to two thousand three when I uh, played it a lot. So, uh, yeah. That, that, to the that one tree. was fun. So, uh, if you have found memories of, of that, uh, give it a go.
1: Nice. Yeah, I missed the whole Warcraft thing at the time. Uh, nice. Cool. All right. Thanks for the recommendation. Thanks for being on the show, Peter. This is great. Um, thanks so much for all the insight. Uh,
2: thanks for it, having me. It
1: was great. Um, it was nice. So, hopefully, you'll be be back soon. And. In, sure. in, um, Good luck. It feels like twenty twenty is gonna be a busy year. So Yeah
2: <laughs> Just as to, just as twenty nineteen was. <laughs> yeah. It's not slowing down. So but no, it's fun. It's fun. So yeah, thanks.
1: it sounds exciting. I am excited <laughs> as a user. So cool. Thanks so much for being here and uh we'll talk soon, I guess. Alright. Bye. Bye. Okay.
2: Bye bye.